Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What TV show should get made into a movie? 651-641-1071. We're taking your calls on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Why are we asking people what TV show they want made into a movie? Because I was just reading through this Hollywood Reporter piece about another Bewitched movie that is in the works. And um, I thought to myself... Um, before we get to a second Bewitched movie, mm-hmm. because we've already had that, could we maybe get, I don't know, like half a dozen other movies? I would like a Murder, She Wrote movie, because yes. I think that we could wrote some murders, she. Yes. And um, I'll really quickly, anyway, 651-641-1071, if you want to turn a movie a movie into a TV show. No, if you want to turn a TV show into a movie, what would it be and why? Um, and your book report is due now. Mm-hmm. The story, again, is that Sony Pictures is, quote, twitching their nose uh, at the show, which ran for eight seasons on ABC with, of course, Elizabeth Montgomery as Samantha and Darren, played by Dick York, and then Dick Sargent. Two mm-hmm. dicks mm-hmm. played the role of Darren. Um, Dick York, Dick Sargent, Sergeant York. Sergeant Dick. What? What? So why is there the, the other half of this conversation is mm-hmm. and feel free again 651-641-1071 to jump in the conversation uh i have all sorts of ideas let's pitch them but why are we working on a second bewitched movie already right because didn't what year did the one with nicole kidman come out 20 uh 2005 okay that's no 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 that's within two decades. Well, it's also just, yeah, it's within our current moment, right? right? Like, I would say if, if you do a remake within 20 years, I don't I don't feel like we need another no. one. Especially because I don't know that it's such a seminal work right. that is the TV show called Bewitched right. that requires a revisitation. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Did you get scared? A little, it just startled me. I didn't, I didn't know that we were going to have any magic today, but there it was. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that we really needed a second no, one. No, but I it mean, did, there's so many other shows. It did make me think of another show that I do want. What? Uh, I Dream of Genie. We've never oh, had yeah. an I Dream of Genie movie. Has there never been an I Dream I of Genie movie? I think so. God, that seems like it would have been perfect in that late right? 90s era when we were sort of redoing 60s stuff. Right? And, yeah. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I thought if the best thing in the world would be to have my own little bottle, like Genie's bottle, that I could just jump into and nobody could find me. 651-641-1071. What TV show should get made into a movie? Who do we have on the phone, Holly? Anne's here. Hi, Anne. Anne, what TV show do you think should be made into a movie? 
Square pegs. Oh, my oh gosh. sure. Yes. Square. Yay. Square pegs. Square. Yep. Pegs. What a Gen X answer, right? Am right. I right? Yes. No, It's a, that's a perfect answer. <laughs> no, we love it. We're here for Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And like, you know, I'm actually surprised Sarah Jessica Parker hasn't tried to get something like that off the ground, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see... Um, I mean, I kind of don't want her to be in it, but I like the idea of square pegs. But it's like a vanity project a little yeah. bit, right? Um, also, I Dream of Jeannie 15 Years Later was a made-for-TV fantasy comedy film produced by Columbia Pictures okay. in 1985. I vaguely recall that, but Barbara... Um, Eden was in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't no, she? this was like, yeah. this was sort of like that era of, you know, when the beeve grew oh, up. Yes. Still the beaver. Yeah. Yeah. Leave I, it to the beeve. I had that on uh, VHS and I watched it. God, that, those were big. Those were like incredible TV moments. Seriously. That one, the Brady Bunch. Yep. Well, there were more than one, right? There were many Brady Bunch revivals. Yes. Including a series. I mean, don't even get me started. All right, uh, Holly, who do we have on the line now? Nobody. All right, so <laughs> we are going to talk about uh, what movie you would like or TV show you'd like to see made into a movie, Bradley. Um, like I said, I Murder, She Wrote, oh, for yeah. sure. There are tons of... I mean, there are tons of them. I mean, you could do any sitcom. I think sitcoms are probably harder. I like, you know, the sort of the dramas, the... Right. Oh, like you know. like a moonlighting one would be great. Yeah. Remington Steel, the movie. Remington Steel, that could be a whole series. Right? Uh, Holly, are there any TV shows you would like to see made into a movie? Well, we should really throw it back, you know, to like the 50s and stuff. I don't know. The Red Skelton show? <laughs> yes, I would really love the film biograph- biography Actually, do you know of what, the Red Skelton. Well, what we, would be interesting is yeah. to do like sort of behind the scenes. Now, I will say we are getting a feature film, and oddly, Nicole Kidman is going to be a part of this experience, talking about a year in the life of um, I Love Lucy, the TV show. So it's not going to be, you know, the TV movie of right. uh, the television show, but it will center around that particular show and that period of time. And and I think we are in a place now where we would be able to look at the 50s in a way that we would learn more and we're not bound by the sort of cultural limitations of what the 50s was to us in the, like, say, 80s or 90s right. or even, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I also like the idea, and I don't know how they're going to do this I Love Lucy movie, and I know we've talked about it, but I also sort of like the idea of, like, I don't know, some sort of hybrid, like something that shows both the making of the movie, but also kind of tells a story, or the making of the television show, but also tells a story Mm -hmm. from the TV show. I just feel like there's, like, our lack of creativity shows when we make bewitched the movie for the second time in 15 years yeah but we can we have potential to get creative with the ways that we tell the story oh, about sure. those shows yeah um who do we have on the line now holly oh we have phil perfect hello phil. Hi, phil phil what tv show should be made into a movie well why can't why can't we just get original ideas i'm not i'm not poo-pooing on your your question but we should have never gone back to the, the Dukes of Hazard. Thank God we should not have gone to Baywatch, even though Zach Efron hey. looks all fancy. Hey, I'm not. not Don't knock it. it. Don't but knock it. I'm not <laughs> knocking it. I'm just saying. Just, I'm just saying. saying. Um, not judging. Like, I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, Poops Creek. Oh, that would. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. I want more. I want more adventures, and I think that they could make a killing. Yeah, I oh, fully agree with that you, That would Phil. be very Thank timely, you. right? Like, the market is hot for that right now. Can I just tell you that we... I'm on my third round with that show. Yeah. Meaning, the first time it. we intentionally watched it, the second time we sort of dabbled in it, this third time, it's like the last thing we watch before bed. It's on one of the networks and we you know land on it i'm telling you there's something about that show that just like makes a home in you yeah it's so great poops creek highly recommend who else do we have on the line holly james is here hi james Hi, james james what tv show should be made into a movie columbo columbo why do you think uh columbo would make a good show Oh, the way he the way he breaks down the criminal mm-hmm. and catches them. He played dumb all the way up <laughs> until they reveal themselves. You know what's interesting about that? Like I immediately, James, think who would play Columbo? Oh my goodness! Right? Because it would have to be somebody really good. Yeah, that's true. I didn't mean to well, lift my leg second, on your idea. Thank you, James. That's your second uh, homework assignment, James, is Be- to to cast the movie Columbo because it's such an iconic role, and you wouldn't you'd want somebody to do the role justice. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the case with a lot of those sort of character driven shows. I would watch a Grey's Anatomy movie. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you'd have a group of people that would watch. Yeah, I would. But um, don't you want the show to like go away first before it has a movie? Yeah, but I just have feelings about it going away soon. I yeah. just think isn't it going away? Well, nobody knows for sure, but I feel like it's. I yeah. feel like it's I mean a they've had conclusion. like so many like you can't do anything else with that show. No, I feel like that hasn't already been done. Yeah, shredded and murdered everybody. I mean, it's just like, shredded. Over. Somebody got not shredded? really, but no, like, but you know, people, yeah, like stuff. Um, Holly, you know, Roberts, what would be a good one. What did we have? We ever had a Dallas? No, the or like movie? Falcon I don't Crest? think yeah. so. Knots Landing. Yeah, we haven't done any of those. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I mean, especially Dallas. I feel like that just is it. It's got that sort of like sweeping, you know, th- just over the top theatrical yeah. storyline. I'm here for it. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we have to talk about that Britney Spears story. We've been sort of dabbling in it all morning, but uh, we're going to hit all the finer points of the Britney Spears conservatorship and uh, what is going on behind the scenes after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, there is a development behind the scenes when it comes to the conservatorship of Britney Spears. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at My talk1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer hey hey and uh do we want to get the cobra gang together let's do it whenever there's trouble without a double we're the cobra gang if you've got the crime we've got the time we're the cobra Uh, Britney Spears is finally free. What? Okay, not really. Oh. Uh, but she's one step closer or wants to be, and it could happen. Um, so we need to catch up on some legal maneuverings and shenanigans that are going on behind the scenes. We've already uh, dipped in a little bit to talk about uh, what was happening with Britney Spears um, of late. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to open this dumb thing, mm. and it's not working. Mm-hmm. There we go, and it's broke. That's great. 
TMZ can really just take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk. Um. Anyway, moral of the story is, and as we've already discussed, Britney Spears, through her attorney, is uh, saying at this point that she wants to have Jody Montgomery in the role of the conservator of her person as opposed to the conservator of her financial estate uh, mm-hmm. and also as opposed to her father, Jamie Spears, in that role. Mm-hmm. So originally, um, when this conservatorship was set up, Britney Spears had a conservatorship of her person and that of her estate, and her father was in charge of both. And that didn't change roughly until last year when he stepped back from that role temporarily after some stuff went down between him and her kid. Also, they cited health problems. I just like to throw that in the mix for funsies because lies. And so, yeah. And so Jody Montgomery... Uh, took over that role. But I think um, there was some confusion about... um, Because, and I remember thinking at the time, because the other thing you have to remember about Britney Spears is that none of us were paying too close attention to how this all worked, because we we just were like, this is weird. Um, Britney Spears shouldn't be in a conservatorship anymore. But other than that, we didn't really spend a lot of time. And then, of course, we did because free Britney, right? right? And so then we started drilling down and understanding more how this conservatorship process worked. I feel like we all went to school on conservatorship 101. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we learned about a lady named Jody Montgomery, who um, paperwork, again, has been filed for her to become the full-time conservator of her person. And her dad, by the way, is totally fine with this. So this is not a legal battle um, for him to be removed from the role of conservator of her person. And it makes total sense because this he is still co-conservator of her financial estate. Which is really where he wants to be. I would think, right? Because that means he's in control of business decisions mm-hmm. in a way that um, the conservatorship of person... That really is Jody Montgomery's sort of area of expertise. That's what she's been doing for years. And she was already working with the family for the conservatorship prior to taking on a more significant role. I have a question, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the answer to it. But it seems to me that there's sort of like um, a gray area where those two things meet. Meaning, back when Jamie Spears was the conservator of both her person and her finances. Yeah. When she when she started performing again, right? Like yeah. that was it, that was sort of where the. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The two things were married. It was like... Go out and perform, and then I will manage the money that you make when you go out and perform. Yeah. 
So does that mean now if Jody Montgomery is in charge of her person, if this all, you know, gets shaken out the way we think it will, and then he's the conservator of the finances, who gets say over whether or not she's performing? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know specifically. I imagine she is in control of ultimately when she performs. Like, But who can enter into those legal arrangements? Right. It's going to have to be her dad signing the paperwork and setting up the deals. But if, I mean, he can sign, he can create whatever deals he wants if she doesn't show up for it. Right. You know, um, but in terms of how that is communicated between the two of them, I'm not really sure. I will say that the documents that were laid out for Jody to take over this role of her um, the conservatorship of her person, it includes, quote, powers to limit visitors. Uh, so long as she is not restricted from access to her counsel, that mm. would be her attorney. Okay. Um, that also gives Jody the power to retain caretakers and security guards for Brittany to prosecute civil harassment restraining orders that might arise, which we know has been a thing in the past. Sure. Right. What's his name? Um, oh, geez, why who, can't I remember his name? The guy who the guy who she was like dating. At, um. Mm. And he was like trying to get all yep. up in her business and yep. has like Sam, recently Sam. No, no, not, not Sam, Sam Ascari, but his first name is L- Sam, Lutfi. Sam Lutfi. Yeah, that's his name. Exactly. Um, so uh, Jody will have that power. Also, the power to communicate with medical personnel and re- any respect to treatment for Brittany as well. So the other thing to remember is that, yeah, Jamie's like, sure, go ahead, Jody, do all that work I don't want to do because I can be over here making some money. Right. It's not 100 uh, percent. And what that means is he is a co-conservator of her estate. Because the Bessemer Trust, that is that business organization set up to manage her finances, mm-hmm. is also a co-conservator. So he doesn't have carte blanche or like free reign to do whatever he wants. He has to work in conjunction with this Bessemer Trust, and they are, you know, they are their own outfit, and they are responsible to the court just like he is. Yeah. So they can't, you know. And I will say she is the one, that is, Brittany is the one who wanted to set this up in the first place with Bessemer Trust mm-hmm. uh, as a co-conservator. Again, I think to create some space between her and her her father. father. Which that is clearly a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. Um, and, and, and this, I mean, this sounds like this is getting her closer to what we thought she wanted at the beginning of this conversation. I think so. Yeah. And it sounds like, did you did you say the part about how like she will have ultimate say, Brittany will, yeah. over when she wants out of this conservatorship, yeah, so which is big. The, the paperwork that she has filed says, yeah, oh, by the way, Brittany retains the right to end this thing whenever she, you know, chooses she, to um, file paperwork to do so, which she has not done. Yes. So that and that in and of itself is interesting. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them Demons. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Who's your D-bag? Tori Spelling. Oh, wow. There's a voice or a name we haven't heard uh mentioned in a while right um yesterday there was a headline this is not why she's my d-bag yesterday there was a headline by the way that she was out and about without her ring on Mm. trouble in paradise i mean attention seeking behavior Mm. anyway this is kind of a mild d-bag but it is just sort of like obnoxious and totally par for the course for tori spelling so she was a guest on Lisa Vanderpump's show. It's called uh, Overserved. And she was asked by Lisa Vanderpump, which celebrity should you have slept with that you didn't? Okay. And without skipping a beat, she replied, Ryan Seacrest. Apparently, Ryan Seacrest played a game show host on a 2000 episode of 90210. Wow. And Tori Spelling was like, he walked in and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, he's just like, he was like a nobody then. Yeah. And she's like, but now I realize like I should have slept with him because then I could be a Kardashian now. And I'm like, I don't oh, think that's I don't how that think works. how that works <laughs> that way, but Math. sure. Math. Um, anyway, also, she wants you to know they didn't sleep together, but she wishes they would have because then she wouldn't have so many money problems. Oh, Which, by the oh, way, okay. I'm not kidding you, is basically what Jeff Lewis, who also was a guest on the show at the same time, he said that if if they would have da- if they would have slept together, she would quote not be worrying about money. Why? Which I kind of like appreciate that Jeff Lewis was like, you have money issues. Yeah. I don't think it's who you slept with that's going to cause your money problems. No, no, it's a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. that she has going on. I'm just saying. Um, <sighs> I love this story in Yahoo Entertainment notes. Ryan Seacrest has not weighed in yet on what he thinks of <laughs> Tori Spelling. Yeah, something tells me Ryan Seacrest isn't going to comment on that particular that. story. I don't think so. Uh, also, I just love the notion of like, you actually saying somebody's name out loud of somebody who you should have slept with, who's like out there, who mm-hmm. could like Respond. say like, I I never would have slept with you. Right. Because that's what you're asking them to do in that moment. Because it also just seems kind of like, I don't know. I guess I could see a situation where you're like, oh, there was this one. I don't know. Seems fraught is my point. Yeah. It seems like ripe and ready for an awkward yeah. exchange unless you've like talked about that with the person like oh man if we had only crossed paths at different times but i will say that this conversation is so lisa vanderpump right yeah. like that's just such a housewife if you couldn't sleep with someone that you didn't get to sleep yeah with, would it be yeah ryan seacrest look at that Who's your D-bag? Um, okay, so uh, Sharon Osbourne is my oh, D-bag today. She's kind of... Okay. Does she get one of these? I think she's been kind of wearing that crown for a minute. She is kind of a frequent flyer right, right at this yeah. point. And really, I just wanted to shove this story somewhere because we didn't have a chance to talk about it anywhere else. And it's that it's sort of the next step of the Sharon Osbourne tale, which is that she has lawyered up... Um, and we knew, you'll remember, that she was threatening to walk unless she yeah. got paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But now we've got the receipts for that, and she has lawyered up big time. So we knew she got new representation, you'll remember. I don't remember the guy's name, but obviously uh, somebody who was like ready to go to work on her behalf. Mm, uh, bulldog. Yeah, just going to town, telling everybody why they were wrong, and she was right. 
and she was the victim. Uh, but she's now being represented by a lawyer named Jeremiah Reynolds, who I don't know personally, but I don't know a lot of high-powered uh, Hollywood lawyers personally. Yeah, I haven't met him either. He is from the law firm uh, that is an L.A. law firm known as Eisner. Uh, and he is now involved in her negotiations with CBS as the network, as we know, is investigating, um, well, that really awkward episode of the talk that left people on staff making complaints to their HR department. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it says a lot about you as a person that your two biggest movements publicly since making um, really insensitive and rude and jerky and just wrong comments is to get a high uh, profile uh, PR person and a high power high profile attorney. I mean, it is telling like it's very telling about the character of Sharon Osbourne, right? Like you don't need to know much more other than the fact that she's, she's not interested in having a conversation. She wants to tell you how this is. Yeah. Her priorities are like, I'm protecting myself in this moment because Um, They're going to screw me. I mean, it just tells you about her worldview. Mm -hmm. And again, it just shows that I just like you created this entire situation for yourself. And now you're creating the next chapter of this, which she seems to think she's going to get fired. The assumption is. Mm -hmm. And she wants to look like, um, you know, she went down fighting and she's just the latest victim in a long line of, you know, celebrities who've been canceled for saying the wrong thing at the wrong moment when everybody's coming after them. Watch for her next move, too, because, like, she probably will get let go from the talk or will leave, whatever. That'll be the storyline. Um, and I bet dollars that she and Piers Morgan will team up and show up somewhere else together somehow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility, right? Yeah. Like, he's um, right now, there are people essentially lining up to offer him money to do his next thing. Yeah. Um, whatever that might be. So um the thing about it is like you can't deny the fact that what she's doing is getting her attention. It's not all positive attention, but she's gambling on that, right? Like if she can stay with her hair on fire long enough, yeah. it doesn't matter how this shakes out. She's gonna be fine. Because she will have oh totally kept her name out there the whole time, right? Yeah, she again. This is just a power play on her part to protect her image, um, you know. But again, that tells us a lot more about you than it does um, anything particularly about what she really wants to do. Do we have any news right now about when the talk, like they haven't mm, extended. No, remember it was extended through next week. So sometime next, next week. Okay. week, allegedly, supposedly it's coming back. I mean, I kind of feel like if she hasn't like exited stage left, um, it's going to continue to be extended right. until she moves along because I don't see how you come back. Like, again, we talked about this last week. And if you guys missed the conversation at all about Sharon Osbourne, there is not there is no drama here. The the only drama is Sharon Osbourne. There right. is no like there's like the investigation on CBS's part is to say Sharon Osbourne uh, behaved unprofessionally and created a toxic workplace. Right. Like those are the only findings they are probably going to come to. Right. There are no findings where they're like, uh, we looked at the situation and uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine Nothing now. To see here. 
because they had an actual complaint brought by an employee. And those two employees have behaved in, uh, or I should say those two employees being the people on the other side of Sharon Osbourne's attack uh, on air, um, Cheryl and Elaine, um, Cheryl, what's Cheryl's last name? Underwood. 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 And Elaine Welterworth. Yeah. yeah. Um, Those two have behaved in nothing but professional in a professional manner since this all went down right and have showed that like they're willing to go back and do their work so i don't see why they would be going anywhere well you do get the impression that they would be open willing and able to have a calm collected conversation you do not get the impression that sharon osborne is willing or able i mean as evidenced by the fact that she's lawyering up and like got new representation she's got her guns blazing so to your point they're not going to be like well the talk is coming back and sit everybody down in what is surely still an inflamed rash of a moment also what would that family conversation look like or sound like yeah not good look like america (laughs) not good right Right. because she because sharon will sit there with their hair on fire again Mm -hmm. if the conversation goes south right Uh, the other people that were in attendance that day we're having a conversation and we're perfectly capable of of maintaining their professionalism in the midst of that where Sharon was like ah she has nothing oh man i yeah I, I just like yeah i wish that she would i wish she would just take a beat and think of a different way to go about this but she's not going to i mean no, this, i think her ego she, is such she's, that yeah she's already decided her path mhm mhm D-bag. Well, here's the good news. It's the good news. We're not done. Oh. We have a D-bag double down today. Yes. There was too much D-bag to handle. I cannot wait. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we will crown yet another D-bag. It's a D-bag double down after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we didn't get to all the D bags of the day. Oh, no. No, so we need to do a D bag double down. All right, let's do it. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. <gasps> What's he doing? Okay, so. Um, remember the other day he was a D bag because he was talking about a sex life with yes. Katy Perry and how he yeah, didn't have they one. don't have enough sex. Okay, so he did this. Jeez. He's I don't know. Is he promoting something? Am I dumb? Like, is he? Does he have something coming up? Because this is like a whole separate conversation. Okay, he did this a life in the day thing for the Sunday Times of London. Oh, that sounds exciting. He doesn't okay. even have anything on no. his IMDb. Why is everybody curious about what Orlando Bloom is up to? Doesn't matter. I don't know. He did this a day, a life in the day, a life in a the life day. Life in the day. That's I what think it's, it's called. A day. Oh no, it's called a life in the day. Like he does so much in a day, it's a life. I guess. Okay. Um, and he did this for the Sunday Times of London, and which, by the way, is behind a paywall, which is so did annoying. You pay for it? No, heck no. Oh, okay. But people have done the work for us. So what my point is, I tried to read the actual report. I didn't okay. want to pay for the actual report. Yep. So I studied the reports of the report. Got it. I did find a couple tweets of people who had screenshot portions of this. So I'm just going to read you his words. Okay. Okay, So Orlando Bloom writes his own thing, and it begins like this. I like to earn my breakfast. What? 
Mm-hmm. You have to earn breakfast. I like to earn my breakfast. How do you earn breakfast? So I'll just have... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Some green powders that I mix with the Brain Octane Oil, a collagen powder for my hair and nails, and some protein. It's all quite L.A., really. Then I'll go for a hike while I listen to some Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots, and then he'll have breakfast. So he's earned his breakfast. Oh, I see. So he has his healthies, yes, and then he and has he does his, his hike. like, uh, yummy. I'm sure his breakfast is, like, super healthy, oh, Are too. you ready? Yeah. Here it is. Here's the menu. By 9 a.m., it's time for breakfast, which is usually porridge, a little hazelnut milk, cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berries, and a vegan protein powder, and a cup of PG tips. What are PG What is a PG tip? That's tea. Thank you, Holly. A brand of tea. Thank you. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, okay, ready? Here's my favorite part. I'm 90% plant-based, so I only eat a really good piece of red meat maybe once a month. I sometimes... Good for you. 90%. No, but here's where it gets really good. I sometimes look at a cow and think, that's the most beautiful thing ever. Oh, God. What? Yes. That's nasty. Also, they're cute, but... Cows are cute. Yeah. Okay, so already, who who is he reminding you of a little bit? Gwyneth Paltrow. Right? Yeah. Except at least Gwyneth Paltrow, like, occasionally will try to pretend like she can be relatable right like she'll be like, like I she knows better. 12 pounds over quarantine yeah he's not gonna give you that Which she probably didn't she's just lying to us but yeah right but at least she like tries yeah, she knows like, better she knows better so i okay now i do, I do want to rewind because i didn't what i didn't do beep, 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 was beep. tell you about how he wakes up in the morning oh how, do the windows don't you just do it? open automatically and birds come flying into his room and they chirp and, and they sing a song? I, I mean, that I kind of like that. I like that scene. No, he said, I wake up around 630. I have a smart ring sleep tracker. And the first thing I do is look at the app to see if I've had a good sleep. And then I check my readiness for the day. Wow. Is this so does he work? Okay. Apparently not. Because uh, this is a lot of stuff. And I'm thinking like... I get up, I go to the bathroom, take the dog on a walk, get ready, and go to work. Like, I don't, what else, what? You don't, you don't, like, have to earn your breakfast, and then, no. like, 
and go for a hike before you can have your goji berries? No, I mean, I guess you could. I could pretend that I was going on a hike with the dog, but okay. not really. That's kind of the thing I love about this is like he's really putting a lot of thought into yeah, it's, how he structures this is, his well, day. And to be fair, although that's not really the word, but like this is of a genre, right? Like because we've read these before, mm-hmm. and it is this like overly curated experience that probably doesn't reflect what actually happens most days they were you know because like otherwise it would just be not worth reading that's the point right to make something worth reading you have to create something that probably doesn't quite exist naturally like all of these things do not happen every day for him right okay so after he wakes up but before his breakfast which i've already read you about God, we're right. not even to breakfast. No, we're not even to breakfast yet. He says after he checks his ring to see if he's had a good night's sleep and readies in, you know, deci- like decides whether or not he's ready for his day. He says, then I check on my daughter, who's usually oh, up and cooing in her cot. And then they embark on daddy eye gazing time. Is, now, I don't have the that? actual text in front of me of exactly how he described this, because, again, it's behind a paywall. But I read the report of the report. Yeah. And my understanding is that he just has eye contact with his daughter. Like that, that is That's and he a says, thing. Well, I mean, looking at his daughter, it is apparently for him. It is a thing. Okay. It, you know, there is science about like your children need to have a certain amount of eye contact, oh, but, the, oh, but okay. the majority of people right. I know don't schedule it into their yeah. day. They just sort of, but what's interesting about this and the report of the report will outline this for you is that this is the last we hear of his daughter until like bedtime. <laughs> So he engages with her for a little bit in the morning, mm-hmm. and then he goes about the rest of Seems his right. day. Um, he fasts before breakfast. Wait. Which, no, we just talked about. He has to earn his breakfast. He So he, like, you know, does his routine before he gets to his 930 breakfast. Okay. All right. Um, here's some other, here's another choice moment, okay? During COVID, I started building Legos again. I build mostly cars. Legos? Nice. I find the methodical nature of creating this little thing makes me feel like I'm achieving something. Oh, Does he not have a job? Like, why Apparently Why is he not. able to just sit around and make do Legos? And I mean, look, I, I guess I wouldn't... What? Right? <laughs> also, ready? He chants for 20 minutes a day. Religiously. Okay. To change like the he's narrative, religiously his... chanting, or he is like regularly chanting. Like, I don't what's know. the meaning of religious there? He, it's his Buddhist practice that oh. allows him to change the narrative in his head. Okay, so he meditates. I mean, it just sounds so like so curated, so planned and written, and not actually real because. I mean, as somebody who has children, I imagine you know this. Your best laid plans are rare to come to fruition. Right. No, that's the thing that strikes me is that this man has a whole, like, apparently focuses the majority of his day on himself. Yeah. And he has a newborn. Like Legos? And an older child. Legos. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest. I mean, are you though? Like Legos are great. Well, it's just like, I'm but like wake on a up Tuesday and, and well, play Legos. I don't, you know, every once in a while, it'll be okay. Yeah, like on a Saturday, See, like, sometimes, <laughs> but not like every day. And like being so absolutely delighted with your own ability to make a damn car. Well, yeah, that you just follow instructions, please. I Orlando mean, it's not that hard. It's, it's le- so ridiculous. <laughs> And just the way he talks about himself. Ooh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I just knocked something over. Careful. 
okay, no big deal. Um, the way he just talks about himself, like he's like, I just, I had this remarkable opening chapter for my career for which I was only semi-present. But without my Buddhist practice, I could have easily come off the rails. I've been changing the narrative in oh, my head so and I tiresome. feel like Ooh. I can be the driver of my train. I can set it alight. But Do you have a train set? I mean, he's mixing a lot of metaphors, yeah. right? Um, as a Brit and a parent living in America through this election cycle, I was very challenged. I mean, he's just like up his own rear. Or Katy Perry. I just, I get the impression, my thing about Katy Perry has been that she is, she's actually a pretty down to earth person. Um, all things considered in the world of people who are pop right. stars, I'm saying relatively speaking. Um, I can't believe she puts up with this. Like I would be like, you're doing Legos. Have like, we had a? Have we? You had, write a book or something? Have or we like, had blind items about their relationship? It's not that great, right? Uh, that he likes to do extracurricular activities mm. with other people. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. not surprising. Like, I mean, he remember just, he is the one that was paddleboarding nude with his wet wing right. hanging out. Oh right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I just think he's very interested in himself. Yeah. Anybody who tell like who has written to, and now I, I'm sure I can hear people who are fans of Orlando Bloom and look I loved or- Orlando Bloom and um, Lord of the Rings. I'm not saying he's a horrible person, but mm-hmm. um, just and I understand the idea that like people came to him and said do this exercise, right. but like. I just don't understand these exercises because we have done these so many times and I don't know, like, what's the what's the intention of it? That I'm going to look at it and aspire to it or that I'm going to look at it and feel inadequate and therefore change my life? Like, what's the goal of me reading these? Like, how am I, I supposed know. to feel? I don't know. I think that's a really good question. Like, what? And I, I, I wish he would ask himself that question when he's writing this. Like, how do I want to make people feel? Yeah, because right now, it's I not feel good. gaseous. It's not a good oh. feeling. I don't yike it. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was your favorite food as a kid? Mm-hmm. And do you still like it? 651 641 1071. We are going to take your calls. What was your favorite food as a kid? And do you still like that food? We'll talk to you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. 651 641 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.